0: code of conduct good morning good afternoon good evening and good night this is the code of conduct with the king podcast i am your host jay spence the king and i am back still with a jacked up bat but i'm back and i missed y'all last week i uh i had a huge show planned we were gonna do ladies' night. And tonight was the reschedule of that. I was scheduled to have Judge jaher Pridgeon, Miss Renee Washington, Adri V of WBOK and Miss Madison Carter. Unfortunately, due to my back and everybody else's busy schedule, I was able to um I have to reschedule with three of them. But I'm still excited because we have the great, the beautiful Miss Madison Carter joining me. And I'm going to just tell you, Madison Carter alone is a treat. I can actually do four episodes with each of those guests. So um, had a great time last night. I hope you all enjoy it. I'm going to get right into the show. I'm not going to, you know, do too much talking here. It was a wonderful show. So I hope everybody enjoys it. Let me know how you feel. This is a Jay Spence exclusive. Miss Madison Carter, hello and thank you so much. <laughs>
1: Of course. I'm so excited to be here. I saw you putting the promos out. Everybody was hype. So I hope we got like a lot of my friends actually watching. So I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, good. I'm glad that that you're excited. I- I'm 100% excited. Like I know I'm not physically in Buffalo anymore, but I know I can speak for a big part of Buffalo to say like I miss you being a part of our source for information. Like you, yeah, you were kidding. amazing.
1: I'm not there either, but, like, everybody sees me, I'm like, mind your business, Madison, you're in Atlanta, mind your business, <laughs> mind it. but I'm like, I can't, the other, with the election, you should have seen I was over there, oh. and I'm like, stay out of it, I couldn't do it, Buffalo is me, I am Buffalo, so, yeah, either, although neither of us are there, it's, that's, that's home, that's the spot.
0: Well, and see, and and a lot of people don't know, I'm sure your background and your history, but it's not just Buffalo, like it's Western New York. You've been a part of Western New York, you know, so um, if you want to take a quick moment and kind of just let everybody know a little bit about you before we kind of dive into some questions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I honestly never knew anything about Western New York. Never knew anything about Buffalo. I grew up outside of D.C. on the Virginia side. Uh, went up to Syracuse, New York for school, actually. And while I was there, I just I fell in love. That is not Western New York. That is Central New York. Central. That's the one thing in New York, you know your regions. Do not call it upstate <laughs> if it's not upstate. So um, I was there for a few years, went back to Virginia, came back to New York. So I just tell people I would bounce back and forth between Virginia and New York. Um, those are my two homes. In Buffalo, I went. I didn't know a single person. I had no, I had one family friend there, but no family. Um, and I just thought it was a good opportunity for a great job. A lot of people after to school with was, were working at that station, WKBW. Um, I knew it was a good station. I knew it was a good feeder. And I thought it was just going to be, you know, a couple years, a stepping stool to get to the next job. But was not expecting to fall in love with Buffalo in Western New York, make it home, and really try to make try to make some changes to the way that you know reporting is done or the type of stories that are done in that region.
0: Well, I can I can speak for myself. You are you did a great job doing that. Um, you 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 kind of you know you you brought interest to a lot of the topics that I guess for Buffalo from my experience don't typically get reported on. So um, for that, thank you. There was a lot of things that you know, normally it wouldn't have been the topic of conversation and you did a really, really good job and you helped a ton of people in the Buffalo community. So thank you. Thank you.
1: I hope so. I hope so. Thanks for saying that. that. That was my goal. I was like, if I could, have, you know, at least get one story on that we've never seen. Before. It's not that we haven't seen them. Like we're all talking about it. Right. Especially in our mm-hmm. communities, non-white communities. I'll say these are our stories, right? It's just that that wasn't reflected on the TV screens, you know, in four stages. Right. So that didn't make sense. Um, and you know that I'm, I'm leaving or now that I have left, I still feel like I haven't left. I still feel like I'm transitioning out. I'm leaving Buffalo. Um, now that I've left, you know, I keep looking back and I'm like, all right, let's, I want to see more of that. Like, I want to see more people step in and, and fill that space. So I hope we get that. I hope that is something that can remain.
0: I hope so. I think, you know, hopefully the they'll gauge the interaction and they'll gauge just how much the people enjoyed that type of reporting. And hopefully we can keep that going, but you just mentioned you left, you know, unfortunately heartbreaks and everything. How's Atlanta treating you?
1: Man, I tell you, I'm having the time of my life. (laughs) I am having the time of my life in Atlanta. I really am. Um, It was, like I said, a hard transition. I was heartbroken. I did not want to leave Buffalo. I didn't think it was my time. Uh, God laughed right in my face and said, we out. (laughs) So I was like, okay, let's get my things together. Um, So yeah, like the the transition out was a little faster than I had anticipated. Mm -hmm. Um, But this job, I mean, I I told people I'm like, I'm doing my dream job. The kind of work I was doing in Buffalo or trying to do while juggling 85 other things you know that's my Mm -hmm. full full full-time job here i'm on a team called atticus um we're a national team based in atlanta at the nbc affiliate here and we do long-form documentary style investigations so those super deep dives we'll have a couple episodes you know it'll really be pushed digitally so when i left buffalo you know i left my consolation was that the stories i'm going to tell will still affect and impact people's lives there, which is like I consider my home, really, even though I was raised outside of DC. Uh, so affect people's lives there, and and hopefully across the country too.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's great. I um, you know, I got a chance to kind of obviously before interviewing you, at I- had to do some research and so pull up and I got to see some things that you're doing already. And it's just like, you know, Buffalo is going to miss you so much. It's
1: cool. It's cool. I got to go to the Chauvin. I did the Chauvin verdict. Um, I got a really cool assignment. I'm actually going out. I'll be embedded with Simone Biles's family for the Olympics. So that is going to be super, super dope. So I'm almost like a correspondent while I'm doing this stuff. So I'm excited. I miss Buffalo. I do. I'm trying to mind my business in Atlanta. Um, I do do it 80% of the time, I think. But, you know, I'm always going to step toe in and hopefully amplify some things, ask some questions, make sure Buffalo's doing what it needs to do. You know, I cracked the whip a lot when I was there. So.
0: <laughs> you did. You did. You uh, ruffled some feathers. And, but you know what? I think it's okay. I feel like if if feathers aren't ruffled, there's no changes coming. And, you know, and like I said, that that was a big part of why I think people fell in love with the type of reporting you did. Mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. but you know it's fun Atlanta's great At, you know I, I don't have anything against Atlanta Um, you're actually you just experienced something as an outsider moving there kind of the, like I'm doing now I'm in Phoenix and the Phoenix Suns they made it to the finals the Atlanta Hawks made it to the Eastern Conference finals I'm sorry I know you're there so now it's part of your squad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm, I'm how, how's I'm Atlanta? You. go
0: ahead well how's Atlanta right now like how you know obviously heartbroken because of the loss but how was the energy for that
1: I was just at my homie's house, and I'm telling him, like, what is this city? Like, there there aren't – in being in Buffalo, like, the sports are a part of you. You feel it. Even mm-hmm. the teams might be doo-doo for 17 years. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like you, that is who you are. And so I'm like, the Hawks made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. We're there. Game six happened, and it was like there were no emotions. I was like, oh, alrighty. Well, here we go about it. I'm like, what? can we feel something? Can we have a day of mourning? Can we be, you know, proud of the team? But it's like – there's not that same energy, which is sad. Wow. Yeah. Even this. Yeah. So Atlanta sports and people, maybe it's just being in a really big city. Other people just go about their day. In Buffalo, there's not. I'm, I'm lying. That's wow. the stereotype. There is a lot to do in Buffalo. But, you know, that's a big part of the culture here. It's like, all right, let's go get this money now. And I'm like, dang.
0: <laughs> like, wow. Feel it more. Mm hmm. See, yeah. that's shocking to me. So here um, in Phoenix, even from the first round, like when they beat the Lakers, like you heard horns in the streets and then you heard like, you know, so now that they made it to the finals, it was insane. It was, it's been insane out here.
1: Really? But, like, that's what I, yeah. want. And I mean. I mean, even in DC, like people would have jer- I didn't see a single like Hawks jersey. I swear to you. So um, I'm still adjusting. We're going to see what happens during football season. Um, a lot of people also aren't from Atlanta. So there, you know, there's a lot of transient people here. So I'm, I'm adjusting. Obviously, I'm rooting for the Bills. So right. that's <laughs> my team. Um, but yeah, the, the sports energy in Atlanta is a little standoffish, I would say.
0: Well, I was just going to say, you know, they play the Bills. I think in December, uh, the mm-hmm. Falcons play the Bills. So we just got to – I'll be making sure I'm watching to make sure you you yeah. still represent in Buffalo properly.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. because I got all there they're a bunch of, like, expats, Buffalo expats, like just some girls mm-hmm. I worked with that, honestly, all worked at my station. You know, one's in San Francisco. My best friend from college, we're actually working at the same station now. Paola Suro, she used to work at WKBW. So we're all, like, planning around this event, that game in December. Um, because, you know, like – once once you become a Bills fan, you're not jumping off the bandwagon. So.
0: You can't you can't like it's a it's a it's a lifestyle. Like you said, it becomes our life from Buffalo. So, but let's uh, jump into some some questions. I didn't bring you on to talk sports, even though I know you can do that because you're yeah. you're that dope. You know, uh, yeah. but you know, let's talk. You know, ESPN seems to be the gift that just keeps on giving. And yesterday, um, I woke up and their <laughs> Twitter was just going nuts about a Rachel Nichols story and. Um, about Maria Taylor. Basically, for those of you who are in here live now with us and those of you listening to this in podcast form, Rachel Nichols from ESPN was I don't want to say caught, but she basically was on a hot mic similar to that situation in a in a virtual setting. She recorded herself having a a private conversation sharing some thoughts about her assignment last year in the NBA finals or the NBA playoffs and that Maria Taylor was given the assignment based on diversity or based on the lack of diversity. Um, before I jump in, why don't you just share your thoughts or your feelings when you first read the story or heard the story?
1: Yeah, that was one story that, um, really shook me up a little bit. You know, you read a lot of these stories, but, and then I even saw in some of the responses in the time, like at the time I was jumping, okay, it was going crazy over this. Um, But I saw from a lot of women who look like me, black women in the industry, just how triggering it was because, and even black men, brown people, uh, everyone has that story. Everyone has a story. I have three or four I can share of people who said it to my face who have said it to my face um, that, like, you know, obviously you're in that position, no offense to you, you know, I'm sure you're talented and everything, but like, you know, the station needed some diversity and they have, and I'm like, first of all, I'll run circles around you any day. But like, <laughs> but, like, well, like I was like, I'm like, huh, humbly, respectfully. Um, <laughs> but it, it was just like, it's always really difficult to hear that um, about yourself. And then to be in a situation where, you know, you're working for the company, and you can't really come out and, and share your thoughts and opinions. And then the fact that nothing happened, the fact that there was no recourse, no discipline, it was just like, oops, yeah, she said that. That was probably bad. It was a it was a difficult day uh, reading that story.
0: Well, the thing is, though, there there has been some discipline, but it doesn't seem to be to people who deserved it. So, you know, it, it, it's just it's so many layers to this story. So and I know you're actually friends with the young lady who was disciplined. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did, I haven't been able to really find Exactly what she was disciplined for um, Do you have any insight on that?
1: Um, so just from the article, so I had, you know, I talked to her and I've been talking to her for years. I met her because uh, our families actually have been friends since my dad was playing with the Redskins. Our dads both played for the Redskins years ago. So I mean, like, grew up as family friends. She's worked for ESPN for a, like a long time. And I even I, I tweeted about it. And I said, you know, she's responsible for those videos that we love of like, the mm-hmm. you know, draftees not knowing anything about like 90s pop culture. And it's just so she's worked for them for years done awesome stuff she did the um i don't know if you remember when they did steven a and they put his like the subtitles of him and all his like ah, 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 da, 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 da. like yeah. she wrote that it was, <laughs> but she's really talented um and i just had known from people who work espn it's always that like you know hey, there's some stuff going on but i really i did not know about this particular incident until i saw her name come up in the article you know so i've oh, talked wow. to her but i was she was disciplined, the answer the question, for sending Maria Taylor the video. So she was essentially disciplined for being the messenger. Like, gotcha. Because it was just going around. And what happened was um, Rachel Nichols was in a room and like her camera was on. And she didn't realize that she was still being recorded back on the ESPN servers from her hotel room. So it was like an employee heard that conversation, recorded it. And then was sending it around sending it around so when they did this internal investigation they said you know how did this video get recorded how did it get sent she said yeah like i got the video and i I sent it to maria like i know her she's a friend of mine and she was according to the article right she was suspended for two weeks so i was like right so i'm like you she didn't record the video she just sent it to her friend to let her know what is being said essentially publicly about her. It wasn't public, it was private, but you know, hot mics. They tell you always, mm-hmm. all the time, so I'll ever trust that. So uh, that was hard. That's the kind of person Kayla is. Like she always has her people's back, her friends. Uh, she wants you to know what's up and it's not like she's trying to gossip or anything. It's just like, dang, like this is what's going on. Like I want, if, if you're my homie and you saw that like I want you to let me know who I'm yeah. with, who has my back and who doesn't. Um, But yeah, so just like the surprise of seeing my friend, somebody who I know closely, her name pop up in that context, in the article, the reaction to it. And it's just, it's the story of what happens to Black people in the TV business. It is not a unique story in any way, shape or form. Every Black, as I said, go talk to some Black people and you'll hear many stories, each person's different version of how this has happened to them. Um, So it's always us essentially fighting against people saying we're only here because of what we look like.
0: And well, for the record, too. um, So I, I'm a personal fan of Rachel Nichols. I all, I've always loved watching her on, you know, yeah. ESPN and doing the, the NBA coverage. Yeah. I do not think that she is a bad person when when things like this happen. A lot of times the overreaction on the Internet is like, oh, she's racist. Oh, she's this. Yeah. Oh, she's that. I don't think that that's necessarily the case. But I do think a lot of times it's dangerous when we're publicly. A lot of times the conversation is different than the private one, yeah. and I think what ended up happening here obviously is we got to hear both sides of it yeah. and and the painful reality is that, like you said it's it's not a it's not an uncommon story for a lot of people in the industry yeah. so uh, in this case, I think Maria is absolutely talented like, you know I think she deserves everything that she gets yeah. uh, and she's handling it with grace It seems like she's going to be out of there though her contract is up and mm-hmm. it you know she might be looking elsewhere. Mm-hmm have you had any personal experience in your career? And I know you mentioned it earlier that you kind of have, yeah. but you know, can you speak to anything to kind of where you had this type of experience yeah. and because you rose above it, obviously you're, you're still doing great things.
1: Yeah. And honestly, I love that. We're having this conversation that you said, you know, you don't think Rachel's a bad person cause you're like the reaction and you feel it and it hurts, but I, I've been going back and forth. I'm like some of what she said, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because there is, that is a very true thing right now. that companies are struggling with the fact that they do not have diverse uh, talent, that they are not elevating black talent to these positions. And so, yeah, it's hard because half of me, I'm like, I think she's talented. I do think Maria Taylor is very talented. But like Rachel said, it was written into her contract that this was her job, right? right? So it's kind of like, I don't know, as a company, like no, you can't knock somebody else down and put somebody black there, but at the same time you need to create more spaces. So you're right. I do like that conversation. I think it's a tough conversation to have.
0: It um, is very hard.
1: <laughs> um, but I'm glad that we acknowledge that. I'm glad I, I think that's important to acknowledge that like we need to create space without taking something away because like, yeah, that's not fair too. Like you said, Rachel has done good work for a lot of years. So um anyway. Um, in my experience, yeah, I remember um at my last job actually I had a colleague. I'm not naming names, but if you hear this, you know, you know what's, <laughs> <about>. <laughs> um, but you know, would regularly tell a producer, you know, Oh, Madison was, she's only anchoring because she's black. She's only getting this, you know, she's on election night because they were trying to elevate black talent. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe, but do you know how much I care this much? Because um, I have these opportunities and whether I'm black, white, purple, or pink, like I'm going in and I'm handling, I'm handling it and elevating each position that I'm given. Right. And the reason I'm doing that and the reason I'm trying to blow every assignment out of the water is so that people will see like, oh, black women are actually really talented. Wow. Like, cause in Buffalo, that was my experience. I legitimately had somebody be like, whoa, I didn't know what to expect from you. And I'm like, why not? I have a I have a resume tape. I have a reel. You know exactly what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will tell you, yeah, I was absolutely hired for almost actually for every job I've ever had because I'm black. 100. 10%. Yeah. Um, but I think this position was the first one I got because like I'm black and I'm talented. And they were looking for somebody who had all of those factors to elevate and put in like a really high position in the company. Um, so how have I handled it? By It's hard to hear, but accepting it. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're there because of what you look like. A lot of reporters today, that's happening, but it's like, how do you take yourself from being this trendy diversity hire to a staple in the industry, to a staple at that station or at that company by blowing the assignment out of the water?
0: Right. And I was just going to say, so what, what, what you said, like, I didn't know how to expect or what to expect when I was growing up. And I'm sure this conversation is something that every young black person has ever had but like my grandfather used to tell me as a kid you got to be twice as good to get you know the same amount or half or whatever so you know the fact that you do your job so well I think that now is rewarding you because you've you've blown it out the park like you said and now you got a job where they weren't looking to fulfill a diversity hire they were looking for somebody with talent so you know it's it it just sucks that it's still really a conversation yesterday I posted like I'm just tired of it. it it's exhausting yeah. Um, but but the reality is, it, again, like you said earlier about, or what I said about Rachel, it's not. We have to acknowledge that it's not necessarily everybody thing either. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not everywhere, but it's tough. It's yeah. so tough.
1: It's tough, and I, I yeah. So you're right. So it's like it's hard to acknowledge that, but at the same time, like one of these people, I said to one of the people that said this to me in the past, and several women have to my face and to others, I'm like, for years, you got jobs because you were white and blonde. So why is it now a problem that all of a sudden being white and blonde is not popular anymore, and being Mm -hmm. black and talented is? You know. So I was like, "Hey, man, if it's trendy and my check is coming in, do what you call it.
0: (laughs) Right, (laughs) if my check is in. Yeah, shoot.
1: I'm gonna do the job. I'm gonna collect my check. And sorry." So
0: that's, that's, well, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to for me. Is my check going clear? Are we good? Right. Uh, right. So, well, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, Cause that's a heavy topic. And I feel like, honestly, we could talk about that all night, but, right. but let's kind of switch a tad bit. Um, Buffalo has made history again uh a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago now with the election with, mm-hmm. with the mayor. So we see that Byron Brown is now going to do like a write-in um campaign. Do you have any thoughts about, I know you said you aren't in Buffalo, so you you hesitated tweeting out. What are your thoughts first on the victory for Miss India and then, uh, you know, the developments that are coming out now?
1: So I said I tried to hesitate. I did not (laughs) succeed. Okay, I was (laughs) unsuccessful in minding my own business. But I mean, honestly, it was because um, that was supposed to be like my last hurrah this primary. And I had mm-hmm. been talking about it long before anybody else was even paying attention. And even leading up to that day, uh, I saw the iPost was doing some great work. Uh, the Buffalo News had started putting some stuff out. But like, you know, and this is this is the problem I have with Buffalo Media. And I would, this is why I got a lot of trouble when I was there, because I'd be calling everybody out left and right, and I still am. But I feel like everybody dropped the ball. Everybody dropped the ball. Um, I don't feel like the electorate was informed. You know, the community Like, people who went to the polls, um, I did a feature on India, I don't know, maybe it was, like, December or January, and didn't see anything about her, uh, uh, like, anything else, you know? Um, And so, when that happened, I was looking around, everybody was just like, oh, gosh, what do we do? We weren't expecting this. I was like, that's because you weren't paying attention. (laughs) Like, what is going on? Even Byron, um, it is the, hmm, let me talk without getting myself into trouble.
0: Um, <laughs> That's tough these days. If, tough. I were,
1: if I were a Buffalo voter, I would be very offended. I'd be offended by what happened um, and okay. what's happening now. I can say that because uh, I was a Buffalo voter for many years. I was just, a, you know, in there. Um, so I won't even get into political leanings. I'm just talking about political strategy right now. Right. Um, how are you? This is like a man who didn't work to get you, and then you walk out, and it's like, oh no, baby, wait a minute. No, you mind? Wait, I never thought she would leave me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now you want to bring me flowers, and you want to take me out and wine and dine. Like, man, <laughs> hold on, you didn't, you didn't have to work for me before, right? Okay. Yeah. Cool. So uh, that's what I feel like this whole entire <laughs> thing is like. Like, that's how it's playing in my head. But that's
0: a great analogy. That is a perfect analogy. That
1: is exactly what happened. He's like, oh, well, baby, you really left. So, um, you know, India, I, I think it's interesting. Um, what And here's what I want people to pay attention to I want you to pay attention to what she is saying and what people are saying she's saying, right? Right. It's very different. Um, it's very, and I've noticed that a lot of people are putting words in her mouth and I'm talking about like journalists that mm. she has never said before uh, when it comes to the mayor. So here's me as a, as a journalist, like I'm thinking like, how would I be covering this right now? Um, mm-hmm. brown, I'm start I'm digging into money. I'm digging into, you know, past contributions, his relationship. People forget about grassroots. People forget about like that tree. Mm-hmm right um that helped him get there in the first place but i think what i would really be following would really be looking into is um who is working to keep him in office right who he says he's working for and who is actually putting him there in office and getting him there like these are the things that as a journalist um i spent a lot of time trying to learn buffalo history because you can't inform people about what's going on right now if you don't know what's happened before and what's happening under the layers. So for India, I definitely, you know, they're looking into her past right now. She's acknowledging it, but I think just getting more clarity on what she means and what she's trying to do, who she's trying to put into office, you know, who her network is gonna be, like, those are my Mm (laughs) storylines. As you can tell, I haven't thought about this much, but. um...
0: <laughs> no, not at all. Like you didn't give it any thought. Just uh... if
1: I were there. If I were there, still covering it. But you know, I spent a year. I spent a year doing a bunch of stories showing people who live in the city of Buffalo, what kind of city they live in, what's happening, who's running it. Um so what happened on that Tuesday, June, whatever, not surprising in the least if you were paying attention.
0: Mhm. Well, you know what, it was it was shocking to me because like I said I moved so I moved to Phoenix last March. I moved here March 9th and you know, obviously COVID happened, the country shut down March 15th, but because I'm not there, there's a lot of things that I'm unplugged from. Yeah. Politics are one of them now. So mm-hmm. with that being said, the morning of the election, or actually the, the day before the election, I saw someone post one of her speech, Miss India's speeches. Mm-hmm. I forget where she was, but I text my sister. I text Judge Pritchard. And I'm like, is this person legit? Like, is she, you know, and she's like, you know what? I don't know. I'm hearing a lot of buzz about her. And so we had a we had a conversation. And then next thing I know, she won and it's like okay so i guess she is legit yeah. yeah
1: it's. i mean and that's the thing you know Like even what you said about texting your sister who still lives there it's like i wish people knew more about who was on the ballot because traditionally mm-hmm. you know that primary and that's what i was saying to people like the primary chooses the next mayor if the mayor is not trying to you know get his baby back which is the city so mm-hmm. um I was like i just wish there was more information so people could be more informed like that's the role of the media right um dig deep what are they saying? what do they actually mean uh can they back it up um so now i see a lot of that coming out um and i'm 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 just i'm super interested i'm following along like nothing i've ever followed before can this writing campaign work who are the consultants
0: it's different like it's so different it's um you know so i'm 35 and and I've never personally seen anything like this. You know, I, I know in history, there are things like this. I've read about them now, but I've never actually seen someone lose the primary and then say, all right, you know what? My bad. I forgot. Write me in. We're going to keep this.
1: <laughs> oh, I forgot. I should have campaigned. Oh, that worked. So, and it's just so that, um, and I mean, I'm telling you, I love Buffalo. There's just such an opportunity to do great work and tell amazing stories that have huge impact um, but yeah, I, I just coming off of the four years in the Trump administration as a journalist, there was never a break. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and now everywhere else, it's kind of calming down. I'm in Atlanta right now. So the mayor raised that that made national news. When I right. uh, <laughs> decided not to run again, i saying she was. So so that's getting heated. But I just think um, and I talked to a young I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot, but I talked to a no, young no. Host, <laughs> and she asked me, you know, what do you, I think needs to what can the industry be doing better right now? And I said, it's covering local news right where you are in your community because local news is making national news um and i think everybody's trying to copy national news and bring it to the local level when it, it really works the other way around uh, i think people need to be better informed in their communities about who's running it where their money's going how it's being used uh and how it should be being used so i i, I really want to see local politics get the boost that it needs but the dying industry you know
0: yeah but you know but it's still so important because obviously local isn't dying like you know we still have to live every single day so you're right it's a, it's a dying art it's a dying you know part of the industry but man we really need that we need it mm-hmm. so let me ask you a little um not personal but more personal geared questions um so about about your career so far i want to ask you about two specific moments the first being you know do you have anything that you like your biggest wow moment as a, as a journalist or a reporter, because mm. for me now doing the podcast, there's a lot of times like now I'm doing interviews and there's certain people I talk to where I have to like, really tell myself, like, okay, like, chill, you got to get the the fandom out or yeah. like something that happens mm. that made you say, wow. Oh my God, this is incredible.
1: Mm. Wow. Oh my God. this is, Honestly, it would be um, May 30th of last year. Um, and this was the night that I think a lot of, people who, who started who follow my work now were introduced to me um and those were that was the night of the buffalo riot um mm-hmm. you know the black lives matter protest and of course this was a it's past year we've lost a lot of journalists because this past year was just insanely difficult working from home not having a break you know like i have a one bedroom like studio apartment is like roll out of bed coronavirus get back in bed coronavirus and then from that rolled right into riots and protests for black lives matter into the political cycle like there was no room to breathe but i think may 30th those were the nights buffalo riots and it was just um i had a 75 minute live shot it was just me and the anchor nobody else no one to toss it to it was just me out there and walking around and seeing a community activate right and every community had their version of what happened there right um seeing people's pain and also realizing how like i'm a part of this community and that was my wow moment um there was no separation between journalist and person because I was out there. And I remember the, at the end of the night, the anchor asked me, you know, like, what are your thoughts tonight? And I was like, I didn't realize how scared I was because like the pe- some people out here, like these are my friends. These are, you know, like my brothers and sisters. Like I live here. I know these people. This is my home. This is my community. And like to see that pain, it, it brought two concepts together for me. That, like I will never not be a human to do this job, um, which I think a lot of people feel like they have to do. Um, and so that was my like aha moment as a journalist, everything started clicking. And then from there, that's where you start to see some of the work that you talked about at the beginning, uh, separate, not separating myself from where I live and who I'm around and what they care about. I'm like, if you care about this, I'm a, I'm gonna give somebody the business to get us some answers, you know? (laughs) So, um, that was my aha moment, not a celebrity. I hate, I will not do celebrity interviews. Um, Cause they do not be respecting my time, so <laughs> I would do an <laughs> interview with uh, Vanessa Williams in Buffalo, and I was like, "Oh yes, she was gorgeous, so kind, but just you know the schedule." I was like, "Weren't you both to be here nope. nine minutes ago?"
0: Trust me, trust me, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> trust- I know you know. So it's like with interviews, it's the most nerve wracking thing because, like you know, it's like okay, we're we're going live at such and such time, oh, yeah. boom, and <laughs> I'd be in here waiting, and it's like okay, I'm going live either way, but. Right. So I get you. Trust me. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that was my big wow moment that I, I think it clicked. And I'll I'll keep that with me.
0: Well, you know what? That moment, um, personally, I can appreciate that moment because like I said, I moved in March. So mm-hmm. Buffalo is still very much my community. It's still very much my home. So, you know, a lot of your coverage made me feel like I was there. So thank you for that. It was a um downtown was so scary. Downtown, it was so scary.
1: I mean, no one has ever seen anything like that. My photographer born and raised in Western New York and just the whole night, I'm like, all right, let's keep it moving. He's like, wow. He just kept looking around like, I've I've never seen this. I never thought my city would look like this. Yeah. Um, we were getting shot at. I was like, let's go, duck, but Like, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah. So just to see that in people's eyes and hearts and um, there was a lot of pain. There was a lot of pain in the community because like we said at the very beginning of this conversation, there are so many conversations that don't happen in Buffalo. Everybody knows, but it never mm-hmm. rises to the surface of being talked about publicly. So I think that's what that was over the summer. Just a lot of hearts pouring out finally.
0: Well, I, I can say that um, for the time being, I'm, I'm glad that that particular cause has kind of, I don't want to say died down because I know that the cause is still going strong as far as equality and everything. But I'm glad it's not dominating the news cycles and i'm glad that it's not everything that we're talking about because the the country was so divided last year and it at a time that i felt like with the with the virus and everything we should have been together right. it was so divided and it was such a hard time so uh again just thank you for your work with that thank you for for everything that you've done for buffalo it is honestly it's a pleasure having you on the show like I'm, I'm geeked about this <laughs>
1: thank you thank you for saying that yeah no last summer it showed Everybody it showed everybody where we live, I think, who we are. Even I'm think mm-hmm. I'm thinking more about the coronavirus and you know, thinking about the response today, people's feelings about vaccines and cut just health and safety and masks, masks. Like I think we learned a lot about who we are as Americans. Um, for people who identify as Americans, uh, this past year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so we know you're big moment i guess your wow moment there in buffalo what was your because obviously buffalo the community we like feel good moments what yeah. was your favorite buffalo moment what do you love the most about the city
1: oh man that's a good question what do i love most about the city it was it was mostly the people it was such an easy place to mm-hmm. like in atlanta that that's been the hardest thing for me i'm like oh you know I People don't want to just reach out and like say hi and make sure that I feel they're like, man, you know, come on in here, find your lane, but we're not going to help you. And I'm like, you're not. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Um, <laughs> like, what do you
0: mean? Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, like even just you know, everywhere else, you talk to just other reporters at stations, and like they're willing to help. Here, it's like everybody's minding their own business. Um, so I love the people, uh, the festivals. I have to say, if, if anything, that was just, I think the best of Buffalo, like the Italian Heritage Festival was always fun. Um, I did a string cheese building competition there. My very first, I never had beef on Weck because my first event in Buffalo I ever did was um, the chicken wing festival. I don't know what that's called, but we bring all people and there was a beef on <laughs> wing.
0: And I almost- My uncle, it. I'm sorry, my uncle won that twice.
1: But no! no. <laughs> He, did he just not. Did. twice. God, oh <laughs> I just I couldn't. I just it was a lot of tasting. Um I just couldn't do it. But there was a there was a beef on wet wing and I literally the beef oh. was on a chicken. So I never had beef on wet when I was in Western New York. Um, but you know, from that to taste of buffalo, like to just the cherry, meatball, street raw, like I just those were the best times of my life, like going out, experiencing buffalo food and people.
0: Yeah, the people in Buffalo, I miss so much. It's um like the community, like obviously I'm I'm a big part of the sports community, but I mean just in general, people are I mean, I want to say this carefully cuz we're not I don't want to lie about us. We're the we're not like the nicest city in the world where you're going to go and everybody's like waving and bubbly. Yeah. No. But we're we're kind in the sense that like if something's going on as a community, we'll come together and we got your back.
1: One well, I mean, and that's the thing, we talk about stories like I've never seen such a blue-collar city, and it's mm-hmm. like, how are people raising from five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars from five-dollar donations? You know, for these like, right. it's like if something happens in that community, every single person is is pitching in, and that I mean, you see the jo- the Josh Allen raising a million dollars for this wing at, Chil- at Children's Hospital. Just because everybody wants to pitch in and get behind a cause, we donate to other teams when they're mean to us. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just
0: to like, prove. Yeah.
1: yeah. like, let me show you who we are. We're going to donate. You the, the radio host in Baltimore that said something and everyone mm-hmm. is to Alzheimer's Fund. Like that is who Western New York is. Like we are, we're going to make sure that like your cause is supported. What you care about, we care about. And that is, yeah, I changed my answer to yours. I like that one more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, it's cool. I was just, but I wanted to say it that way because I, I always try not to lie about my city. And it's like I love Buffalo so much. So it's like I don't want to say like, yo, we the nicest people in the world. Cause we're not, but no. but we're we're kind, we're kind-hearted people. Um that was now that was a culture shock for me moving out here in Phoenix. It seems like everybody's just happy. They're like, Oh hey, what's going on? I'm walking my dog and people are like staring. When I first got here, I'm like, you know you know it's it's one of those things but they're yeah. like is that a like people want to talk about your dog they're where are you from everybody's so nice yeah but yeah. moving on really quickly so um i'm not gonna hold you too much longer like i said i, I anticipated having the oh, four yeah. guests and uh so i didn't want to i don't want to kill you with questions here but so you're you're running for i believe it's the secretary position uh yeah. the NAJ mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah, so uh, when I was in Buffalo, I was president of so the NEBJ, the National Association of Black Journalists. It's essentially the Black Journalist Network. We have like all different sports, news producers, editors, print, broadcast. Um, and it's, it's an amazing organization. And if you are a Black journalist in any form, even in like, you know, radio and entertainment, I suggest getting connected because it's the best network um and we're big on advocacy so when in buffalo i became president of our local chapter there and i was only the right. second president in the 20 years that we had that chapter because if there's anything that, like that's that describes buffalo like everyone's yeah. very old school it we go keep, keep doing what we do and i'm like you can't have a president for 19 years like like get some new uh blood in here but um Having that platform was awesome because I got to really uh, dig into the advocacy branch of what we do, advocating for black journals. So what we talked about with Maria Taylor and Rachel Nichols, that's something NABJ is going to be up in here like, hello, ESPN, um, what are we do this? So that wasn't an acceptable, that wasn't an acceptable response. So mm-hmm. that's where we come in. We get action. We get results. Um, so that's the kind of work that I that has drawn me to the organization. People are giving out grants. Um, and so I'm running for the national board now. We have local chapters, and you know most regions, and uh, there was opportunity to run. I'm running unopposed, so unless they're going to mount a write-in campaign against me, Byron Brown hello. that's um, too perfect. Yeah. I mean, unless they're going to go Byron Brown on me, then um, I should be taking office in August, and I'm just I'm really excited to be on that national scale. Uh, So, I can be a part of responding to events like this at ESPN, right? Because I think that people think it's effective to go in with an iron fist and demand this, but really, um, it's about having strong relationships so that those people at ESPN will be willing to sit down at the table with you, knowing it's not going to be a great conversation, but knowing, you know, we're not here. I'm not here to like bang your head against the wall. I'm here to say, how can I help you? fix this long standing diversity problem so that your employees don't feel like they got to bash this person because of what they're not getting. Like, let's talk about this. Let's start at the bottom with who you're bringing in, how you're elevating people. Like I love being a part of those solution-based conversations. So running for secretary um, on the basis of like, yeah, y'all think I'm over here taking notes, but really I'm in these meetings. Uh, I'm giving my voice to this and you know, I'm on a national level now. So I'm really excited about that opportunity. Um, Um, I think I am going to be the youngest board member um, officer actually ever elected. So that's going to be a big, big move for me. And I mean, it's like most organizations, we're trying to bridge the gap between our established veterans and the next generation coming in. Um, So I'm excited to kind of hopefully be able to work, work in that space as well.
0: Well, I was actually, you know, I'm going to reach out to you probably once this is over about that, because I was actually I asked uh, Antoine Staley about it, and he's like, "Dude, you need to jump in on it." Mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure because obviously I'm not, you know, media. I'm doing podcasting and stuff, so I just wasn't sure.
1: Well, and no, and that's and that's what we're trying to do. We're creating like definitely spaces for that because me, the definition of media is expanding. We, when I was Absolutely. in Buffalo, we actually changed our bylaws to include people like that: videographers, bloggers, bloggers, podcasters, um, okay. part of a membership category because we're like, no, that's media like this whole conversation people probably didn't know about three or four things we talked about like this is news we're getting stuff to different kinds of communities so um the definition of media is expanding the way that people are receiving information is so different mm-hmm. i was talking, like i do like i don't know why i got this tv back here i don't got no cable you know <laughs> like cutting the cord like nobody watches tv anymore. i
0: do not have cable yep i'm with you
1: I was like, i'm like i work in tv and people are like oh i don't watch the news i'm like I will go to McDonald's and be like, yo, I don't eat fries. Like (laughs) what? it's okay. Nobody watches TV. It's fine. I still
0: get paid. So your, your, your news gets out there though, you know? So, uh, but (laughs) again, it's just a loss. I think TV, everything, everything is just uh, streaming. You know, the, 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 once we got like the iphone and they started doing like the downloads with the mp3s and then once it goes to streaming music everything else is over like i have a strong belief my friend my my best friend joe and i we have a strong belief that radio is pretty much going to be taking a hurting really soon um just just everything but so but back to your back to your future position Mm -hmm. so i actually that was the first time i met you too um in buffalo at i think uh roland martin came for it was like Actually, right, right before I left, it was probably February, yeah, February of last February. year. Mm-hmm. And and that's when I first met you. So I'm glad that we were finally able to get our scheduling around to do this, because like I said, you you just have so much knowledge and information. And I think it's um it's important that people hear from people in a setting that's not always you doing your job. Yeah. You know. No. Because, because yeah. you have so much knowledge, and that's why I wanted Judge Pridgen on here and Renee as well. But we'll we'll get everybody. Trust me. This just means I'm going to have like four shows. That's that's, that's all that means. I think,
1: the, and, and I saw the slate. I was like, oh, we got some heavy hitters coming in here. So, and Adrian. I saw her little theme song at the beginning. I was like, okay, now wait a minute. So Now
0: that's a little flex. That's a little flex, though. A lot of people don't know. So that intro that used to be her song when she was doing Unsigned Hype on Friday nights at 10 p.m. I don't know if she still does. I'm not in Buffalo. But I did that intro. So that voice you heard on there, that was Jay Spence at the beginning. I was on WBOK every single week that was me. So I'm just saying people don't, you know, just a little flex okay. every once in a while. You know that what I mean? Was,
1: that was a strong little flex, because I was feeling every, that
0: strong. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I got it. You know, every once in a while, I got to let people know I'm a little talented. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, seriously, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh, if you want to let everybody know where they can find your work, where they can um, find your socials to kind of keep up with you. Yeah.
1: Um. So on socials, Instagram and Twitter, it's just Madison L. Carter. I'll come up looking all like hard ass. I'm not really, you know, I like the joke around. Um, but I'm on there on Twitter and Twitter is really where I, I like to share my work and talk about my work. So I'm excited. I've been working on a few documentary pieces and they're going to start rolling out um, in the next couple of weeks. So I've been missing that interaction. So please follow me on there so we can talk about stuff. And when I can't mind my Buffalo business, uh, we can chat about what's going on there too. Um, and then on Facebook, it's just Madison Carter TV. But uh, yeah, Twitter fingers, that's, that's my lane. That's where you'll find Yeah.
0: Twitter is I feel like the interaction on Twitter is so different than every other net or social media and it's just to me I don't even want to fool with the rest of them so
1: yeah, it's, just, it's a great place to like discuss things Instagram it's like show me a pretty picture and I'm like oh, I'm really
0: yeah good. I ain't got time for that I want to I yeah. talk I ain't got time for exactly.
1: pictures exactly <laughs> I want to talk right now feedback oh is I wrong my bad let me fix it or like you know so yep. yeah yep. that's where you can find me
0: all right well ladies and gentlemen the wonderful the amazing most beautiful miss madison carter thank you so much and everybody i'm gonna get back to our regularly scheduled program program next week talking football like i do come back y'all know how i do it at the buffalo rumblings podcast networks go and find us there find us on youtube find us everywhere just go and subscribe and as always love each other take care of each other and live in peace and go bills
1: Bills.
0: you had to say it (laughs)